Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire Northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We're coming at our soccer innovations uh, studio tonight, and uh, and uh, we're glad to be back on live, and uh, we always start off with a prayer. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, thanks for letting us have this show, and thanks for letting us have such an outreach uh, to have almost 5,700 people viewing it. It's accomplishing our goal to get a lot of people um, exposure and also um, get soccer out into the Louisiana community and the Gulf Coast community. I pray that it'll continue to grow, and I pray that we'll be able to get sponsors to be able to get this thing uh, going consistently. In Christ's name I pray, amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. All right, welcome aboard, everybody. And uh, yeah, 5,700 views kind of caught me off guard, and uh, uh, I hope, uh, I hope uh, anyhow, that tonight's show is worthwhile. Uh, before we start going over the scores, we have a score from today, as a matter of fact. Um, before we start going over the scores, I just want to let y'all know this. that I want to remind all the victors. Um, kind of be sensitive to the losers, okay? Uh, there's a lot of pressure in the playoffs. Uh, that's why we wanted 32 teams in the playoffs. I know a lot of y'all didn't want 32 teams, but um, uh, there's nothing like the playoffs. And you got to feel that kind of pressure. And... Uh, uh, I tell you what, we lost to Ben Franklin 2 nothing Friday night, and I must have laid in bed for 36 hours. That's how much it hurt. I hadn't felt that bad since we lost State to Jesuit 3 to nothing um, back in 2003. Uh, I know that kind of dates my age. But, uh, but y'all, look, it's hard uh, to lose a game in the playoffs. And so and there's going to be many more losers, and only about we're only going to have eight winners when it's all said and done. So let's, let's tip our hats to the losers because it, it is stressful, and we want to grow the sport. And so um, anyhow, that's just my two cents, especially after the game's over. There's a lot of celebration that should happen in, 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 uh, in all, and I'm very – Grateful that uh, Ben Franklin was gracious after the game was over to reach out to our kids because it's gut wrenching. It's not just painful; it's beyond painful. I felt like I got hit with a truck. I haven't felt that way in a long time, and uh, it was a great game, a very weird game. I guess I'll talk to you about it when we get to the scores, but um, um, still uh, painful. Somebody's got to lose, and we got games coming up. Uh, a few tomorrow and uh and so keep that in mind as y'all as you winners win and the losers you've already won by getting into the playoffs this isn't like the charade of basketball baseball and uh softball and football where everybody makes the playoffs it's like yeah you had to earn your way in so congratulations and even the people who are on the bubble congratulations on a good season i mean this has been a good year so far this year and um with all all things considered and so uh and, and i hope this isn't our last state championship uh combined i hope we don't split up in the public private that would be a huge 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 mistake and an error from the lhsa i think but we'll cover that another day i guess another time we've got a lot of scores to go over so we always start off with the girls all right so we'll start with uh, division one um 
Fountain Blue beat Captain Shreve six to nothing. Okay, we talked about the North Louisiana, uh, South Louisiana problems, and uh, I think these scores are going to reflect that for the most part. And uh, that that's one of them there. Um, but that was a 16-17 seed, but that should have been a close game. And uh, I've never had Captain Shreve on the radio, but uh, Fountain Blue is going to be going against Bird. So now you're going to have the North Louisiana Power going against a team that's had a lot of success on the North Shore, and that's going to be on the 6th, um, two days from now, at 5.30 p.m. at Bird High School. We're watching that game close. Now, Hanville put up quite a fight. The 24 seed uh, only lost to Mount Carmel one and nothing. And uh, but so my hats off to Hanville. That game, that game was at Mount Carmel. I mean, in New Orleans, it's it's tough to come into the city uh, when you are uh, in the outlying areas and and just not get all Google eyed about being in the big stadiums and stuff like that. And um, so so we have the eight nine matchup: Mount Carmel versus uh, North Shore. That should be a doozy. It's going to be up there on the North Shore at North Shore High at 7 o'clock p.m. That's also on the 6th. Now, Barb beat Airline 6 to nothing. Okay? Uh, so, and that was a 12 versus 21. So, uh, that was supposed to happen. Maybe not 6 nothing, but it was supposed to be a win. But reality check now we have on the 6th, we're going to have Acadiana playing Barb um, at 6 o'clock p.m., in Acadiana uh, and that, at that field. I forgot what y'all call Acadiana field. Uh, a guy from New Iberia should know, huh? Uh, anyhow, uh, uh, I know it's in, I guess, we had a big argument on L.A. Prep Soccer. Is it Scott or Dusan, uh where Acadiana is located? I guess we can have some fun with that again because I never get it right. But I do know this. This is going to be a heck of a game. Now, Dutchtown beat Como. Three to one, and uh, and now they advance to go play West Monroe at West Monroe, and that's going to be tomorrow at five thirty p.m. in West Monroe. So tomorrow, today's the fourth. So tomorrow, uh, obviously, is Tuesday. So um, when you watch this, we had a lot of people watch three days after we posted. I mean, a lot of people. So this is going to be kind of dated at the time you watch it, if you watch it three days from now. Probably going to go on Facebook Live, by the way, Friday night to go over the second round scores uh, for those of you who are interested. Um, we'll keep this going. Anyhow, Mandeville got the bye, of course, and they're going to play St. Amont. St. Amont beat uh, Alexandria 2-1 to one in Alexandria. So that's a great win. Uh, there, uh, that's an upset if you want to call it a 19 beating a 14, an upset. Uh, but um, Saint Amant, Mandeville at Mandeville, that's gonna be a tough out, and that's gonna be played tomorrow at six o'clock. That's Tuesday at six o'clock. Okay, and uh, Baton Rouge beat East Ascension one nothing. They have to be familiar with each other, and so that's gonna set up a uh, um, um, a game on the sixth with Baton Rouge and Dominican. That's gonna be at Pan Am at five p.m. And uh, so that's going to be a rough, uh, like, to travel from Baton Rouge to go play at 5 p.m. And Baton Rouge is a magnet school, so that's a big deal, missing school and getting checked out of school. So that's going to be a lot of distractions for those girls. And they'll be going against, you know, Al Silva's uh, Dominican, which is really having a good, good uh, season this year. So that's going to be a tough out there. Um, now, St. Joseph's Academy is going to play Lafayette. Lafayette beat Denham Springs. Four to nothing. Lafayette was a ten seed, 
So this game is going to be at St. Joseph's Academy, uh, and that's going to be um, two days from now at 6 o'clock p.m. at Burbank Soccer Complex. So uh, so if those girls – I'm sure those girls will laugh. had to play at Burbank. Everybody in Louisiana has played at Burbank. So it's just weird for a high school environment because you have all these people circled up around you, and it's, it's kind of nice to have the games in a stadium uh, instead of a flat field. So – that's going to be something for the Lafayette girls to get used to. And finally in D1, Solver beat Thibodeau, uh, 15 seed, beating an 18 seed 2-1. to one. And so St. Scholastica is going to be playing Solver now uh, at St. Paul's. Okay, uh, great cooperation there between St. Scholastica and St. Paul's. Uh, 5.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Uh, great environment there. I think that's going to be something for those software girls to experience. Uh, St. Paul's uh, Hunter Stadium is very intimidating. And I'm sure all the St. Paul's boys are going to be there. All right, uh, Division Two. Um, Belt Chase uh, wound up beating. Um, excuse me, Archbishop Chappelle wound up beating Belt Chase two to one, uh, 16-17, and they're going to go play against St. Thomas More. Uh, they actually play that game today. I couldn't get a score yet, um, so we'll be looking to see who won that game. Um, now we have Ben Franklin beating South Terrebonne seven to one, setting up today's match with Ben Franklin and Cato Magnet. And y'all, it was at Cato Magnet, and Ben Franklin rolled over them four zero. Y'all, Ben Franklin is not a nine seed. They're nine seed because of their power ranking and their schedule. Uh, if if uh, if they wanted to be, they could be a one seed. So. Um, it looks like now St. Thomas More, Archbishop Chappelle winner, you're going to get them. And, man, watch out because I'm pretty sure in the third round they get to play at home. And I'm telling you from experience, playing at Ben Franklin is no easy task. Okay, uh, there's one goal that's kind of camouflaged with the tennis courts and it's hard to aim at. It's always been that way. It's a great home field advantage for Ben Franklin. And they know how to win there with the boys and the girls. Um, that's going to be an interesting game to watch. And that's going to be played uh, really uh, Tuesday, I think, next week. It depends when they put it together. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, oh, we got a eight to nothing. So St. Thomas More did win. Thanks for putting that down there. Uh, we had some interaction there from our audience. Appreciate that. So that wasn't that was uh, eight zero. My goodness. So St. Thomas More, you got Ben Franklin. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> All right, Central Lafouche is going to be playing Terrebonne. Terrebonne won up beating uh, Natchitoches Central three to zero. Okay, um, that game, uh, it's going to be at Central Lafouche. Very tough place to play. Um, that's at 6 o'clock on the 6th. All right. Uh, West Washita, uh lost to Lee Magnet. That was an upset. The 20-seed Lee Magnet won 4-3. to three. And so now they're going to have to play at Destrehan Stadium, which is going to be loud and live at 6.30 p.m. on the 6th. Okay, um, next, Neville is going to be playing Benton. Benton, the 19th seed, upset Central Baton Rouge four to zero. So the game again, the Benton Neville game that should be two familiar uh, teams will be um, on. It's supposed to have been today. If anybody knows what happened um, uh, with that game, please let us know while we're on the air. Uh, I checked the scores before we went on the air. I had no score on the game. Okay, um, now Parkway beat Academy of Our Lady on the West Bank oh, one to nothing. And so they're going to play Sam Houston. And uh, that's going to be, I guess, two very unfamiliar teams. So I'll be interested to see how that lands. Okay, uh, now 
Live Oak beat Boshin eight to nothing. And uh, there's a lot of good things going on at Live Oak. And um, anyway, uh, they're going to be playing. So Live Oak's going to be playing at Washita Parish, 5 o'clock p.m. Uh, Wednesday. Okay, I think we got a Neville score. Okay, Neville's. Okay, oh, no, we just got a Neville comment. Okay, that there's talk that they're good this year. Uh, that's what I heard. Okay, um, give us a score, please. We'd love to have one. Okay, um, anyhow. Rustin uh, beat Minden three to zero, and so now Rustin's got to go up to Lakeshore, and uh, that stadium. Uh, and that game was tonight. So if anybody been at this game tonight, we'd like to know. Uh, that was at five o'clock tonight, so it should be uh, it should be already done, said and done. Okay. Oh, we got our we got our uh, update. Neville beat Benton one to zero. So uh, close game there. So Neville's going on, and uh, thanks crowd for uh, updating the score with that. So Neville's going to be playing the uh, winner of Parkway and Sam Houston. Smart move to try to play the games now to get some healing because uh, the stress is, in my experience, honestly, as a coach, the first round and the last round are the hardest rounds when you're new to the playoffs. Um, um, so uh, the second and third round, you kind of have to manage that. Okay, we have another updated score, Lakeshore. Uh, Lakeshore eight to nothing. Okay, so Lakeshore beat Rustin pretty handily. I hate to see an eight nothing score in the playoffs, but that's just uh, we kind of had a show on that a couple of shows ago. Y'all could scroll down and um, and and listen to that show uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, I'll just leave it like that. Okay, sometimes you can't help it. I guess I, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so let's go down to Division Three. Division three, Vanderbilt Catholic is going to be playing uh, St. Michael the Archangel. Uh, St. Michael the Archangel beat South Beauregard four to nothing. So that game is going to be on, on uh, Wednesday at four p.m. at Vanderbilt. Uh, very hard to play on Terrier Field. Uh, I think that's what they call it. Played a million games there. When it's a packed house, it's it's really a, a rough place to play. Um, now we have a. Uh, Erath, okay, uh, beat uh, our Erath, depends. My mom says Erath, okay, uh, so i got to go with my mom there. It's so good to see soccer being played there. When I grew up, I, I couldn't imagine soccer being played uh, in Erath and, and uh, Cecilia and those areas. And uh, so, anyhow, sorry for my excitement. And they beat a New Orleans school, 24th seed Ursuline Academy, 3-1. to one. And so now they get to play North DeSoto on Wednesday at 4.30 p.m. at North DeSoto. So the Erath girls now have to travel to uh, North DeSoto. That's going to be a, a, a pretty fun trip, but a tough place to win. Okay, St. Louis had the bye, and uh, they play West Feliciana. The 21 seed um, wound up um, upsetting Parkview Baptist 2-1 to one at Parkview Baptist. Played at Parkview Baptist a month ago, and that's a pretty hard place to play in. So that's a big win for West Feliciana. Uh, they got to go now to Lake Charles and play St. Louis at their stadium. Whew, that's and that was tonight. If anybody has that uh, score, um, no, it's tomorrow night. I'm sorry, it's gonna be tomorrow night at five o'clock uh, over there in Lake Charles at St. Louis High School. What a beautiful stadium that is! It's brand new, and uh, it's it, it's a sight to behold. Okay, we got a chance to play there in the uh, showcase, and uh, beautiful, beautiful place. Okay, um, Cecilia beat Franklin Parish two to zero. 
And so that puts fourth seeded Archbishop Hannon tomorrow playing Cecilia, six o'clock at Archbishop Hannon. Um, they have their own stadium there too, and uh, we played football there this year. And uh, if it rains, which it hasn't been, it hasn't rained, but it's 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 got some rough footing there. And uh, just to give you a heads up. Uh, a lot of passionate fans at Archbishop Hannon, and they're going to come ready to roar. Okay, so that's tomorrow night. I wish I could go to all of these games. Um, now, Haynes Academy beat Ladiesville 4-0. to So University will play Haynes now on Wednesday at 6 o'clock p.m. at University Lab, uh, which is basically LSU's football practice field, and uh, which I spent – five years on that field, actually coaching kickers. So uh, we played a playoff game there this year for football. It was kind of nice to go back home where I used to have to spend my afternoons day in and day out. So uh, Haynes Academy, that's going to be a tough place to play. Very good footing. And um, if it is wet, you better have your uh, your uh, the screwing cleats, you know, instead of your molded cleats. A lot of players I find in high school don't have uh, three sets of shoes, which I don't think is a good idea. I, I think really having – you know, molded screw-ins and, uh, and, and really flats for real hard surfaces is a good idea. And that's just my spin on it. Um, anyhow, DeRitter, no relation to me. All right, DeRitter High School uh, beat Pearl River 6 to nothing, And so now they got to go to Thibodeau, and they're going to have to go play tomorrow night at 6 o'clock p.m. Okay, so uh, uh, tough place to go to play. Another beautiful stadium. I love playing in stadiums. And DeRitter's probably no, no stranger to that. It's going to be a, a, a good long drive for them, though. And, again, that's tomorrow night at 6 o'clock if you're in the Thibodeau area. Um, Cabrini beat 23 Appaloosas, number 10 Cabrini. That is one and nothing. So Cabrini now has got to go to Holy Savior Menard. And uh, that game was today. If anybody's watching and knows the score, uh, that was played at 4.30 at Holy Savior Menard. So if anybody's got the score of that game, we'd love to post it. Uh, for our audience, okay? We don't know who won that game today. Okay, um, now David Thibodeau uh, lost to 18-seed Lusher Charter. I mean, that's an upset 18 beating a 15, but Lusher's got a lot of pedigree. Anyhow, Lusher's got to go to Turlings Catholic tomorrow night, play at 5.30 p.m. Oh, and we got us a winner. Menard wound up winning one to nothing. So Holy Savior Menard uh, Cabrini, good job there. Uh, as my intro speech said, uh, nothing to hang your hang out, head down there with. Uh, to only lose one nothing and to go play at Menard, uh, that's a pretty good result. Okay, so congratulations Menard there, but also congratulations Cabrini getting to the second round. It's good to see uh, another New Orleans school, other than you know the powerhouses, uh, uh, go in advance in the playoffs. All right, that's Division Two. If you have any questions, I can see this, uh, the screen there. I'll be glad to answer them as much as I know. But now let's go to, excuse me, that was uh, Division Three. okay? Now we go to Division Four with the girls. All right, and so here we go. Washita Christian, 16C, beat Evangel Christian 4 to nothing, And now they have, their reward is tomorrow. Washita Christian now has to go to Loyola Prep and uh, – uh, Loyola Prep is uh, tomorrow at 5.30, at, if I'm pronouncing it right, Mesmer Stadium. And uh, so uh, I'm sure they're familiar with each other. Um, so it uh, should be a good game. Should be a good crowd. Now, St. Charles beat Thomas Jefferson 7-1. to But I'm kind of proud. I live on the West Bank. Thomas Jefferson is still a new kid, in, kid on the block. They made the playoffs. 
And uh, going to St. Charles, I mean, most of those girls play for St. Charles, so that's tough. But that's going to set up our 8-9 uh, matchup. That's going to be on Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m. at Isidore Newman. And, man, you want a tough place to play. That's a classic place to play. I remember back in the 80s when it used to be Jesuit Newman playing each other there. And standing room only, um, it's going to be a good environment uh, for 8-9 game. I think St. Charles will probably bring their fans uh, in droves, so that should be a a, a really a really uh, a good thing to see. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, um, I get caught up reading all the comments. Sorry. Anyhow, Sterlington now is going to be playing North Lake Christian, who was an easy winner over Lafayette Christian, seven to zero. But Lafayette Christian again is is a new kid on the block that's uh, getting stronger every day. So congratulations, girls, there of uh, making it to the playoffs as a 21 seed. Pope John Paul II beat St. Fred's 4-0, to uh, 13 versus a 20 seed. And so now um, Pope John Paul II has got to go to Homa Christian. Now, Homa Christian is also one of the new kids on the block, as far as I'm concerned, you know. And um, Homa Christian, that game's going to be on Warrior Field at Homa Christian High School. I guess it's uh, – Highway 311 Shriver Field uh, behind um, Living. They have it documented. So I've never been there, so I don't really know. Um, anyhow, uh, that will be on Wednesday. Now, Louise McGee, uh, a, a team I think you really got to watch out for. I get to watch them practice sometimes. And, man, they, they are, they've built this program the right way slowly. Um, uh, with good coaching, um, and, man, they have numbers. You'd swear they were a 5A school with all the girls they have crawling around the practice field there. Anyhow, they're going to get to play Metairie Park Country Day, which is definitely a familiar opponent. And uh, Metairie Park beat Grace Christian 2-1. to one. So the game on Wednesday is going to be, boy, I tell you what, Pan Am, go there on Wednesday. You'll get to see a couple of good games. That's going to probably start at 7 p.m., uh, oh, Living Word Church is where uh, uh, that game at uh, Warrior Field is going to be at for Pope John Paul II, a home of Christian. Thank you, Mr. Blanchard. I appreciate that. So anyhow, uh, classic matchup in New Orleans at Pan Am at 7 o'clock on Wednesday between Country Day and uh, Louise McGee, which I'm, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing. I always do. <laughs> anyhow, uh, now Ascension Pit, Christ, um, excuse me, Ascension Episcopal, there's a difference. Beat Calvary Baptist six to nothing, and their reward is having to go play tomorrow at Pan Am against uh, Sacred Heart of New Orleans. And uh, if you know anything about uh, LHSAA soccer, Sacred Heart New Orleans, uh, uh, those girls have to pass many state trophies when they walk the halls. So those those girls know what's on the line when it comes to their legacy. And, uh, and so that's going to be a tough game at 5 p.m. tomorrow at Pan Am. Uh, Academy of Sacred Heart New Orleans against Ascension Episcopal. All right, Christ Episcopal had the bye. Uh, North, uh, Catholic High New Iberia, my hometown, beat Opelousas Catholic 8-0. And then uh, we just got word from Jason Schutman. Hello, uh, uh, Mr. Schutman, by the way. Uh, uh, they wound up beating um, uh, Christ Episcopal, Catholic New Iberia, one to zero. So Catholic New Iberia, we've been saying this for years now. It's there. It's it's time. Okay, they spent the money, and uh, I've done a couple of clinics over there, Catholic New Iberia. Not for the girls though, but uh, you know, you could tell you know how much time and effort and and uh, and money they've put into the program, 
and I think people are starting to get antsy. They were the 10 seed this year, so uh, the odds are not in their favor. But to get to the third round, congratulations, uh, Lady Panthers. Okay, uh, now Patrick Taylor lost to Episcopal six nothing, and uh, Patrick Taylor was the 15 seed. And Patrick Taylor's a new uh, a new kid basically, and so getting the home game was good. But Episcopal, they used to the playoffs, so uh, they went in and. And uh, beat them six nothing. Well, now you got Episcopal, a Baton Rouge playing at Episcopal School of Acadiana. That's going to be tomorrow at five o'clock if you're in the Lafayette area, and that ought to be a good one. Okay. Well, that's it for the girls. Um, we're going to now focus our attention to the boys on Monday Night Football. We want to also let's let y'all know that again. If you do want to advertise, I mean, we had five thousand views. I think uh, a $20 ad will get you a lot of mileage if uh, if you are uh, wanting to advertise whatever your business is, and uh, that'll help keep us on the air uh, by far. So, uh, again, advertise on our show. Uh, you can get in touch with me here on the comments on the bottom of the screen, and uh, also you can get on our podcast or on our Crescent City Sports uh, articles that we've written a couple of. We're about to re write a whole bunch more, <laughs> especially with these playoff games that are coming up. All right, let's get to the boys now. Uh, St. Paul's uh, gets to play Mandeville. Why? Because Mandeville beat West Monroe one to nothing. West Monroe had to travel all the way down to, uh, I think it's um, Skipper Field or Skipper Stadium. Anyhow, a place I've played a few times before. They take good care of it. And of course, Mandeville playing uh, at St. Paul's is a. Uh, is a classic, and uh, I know that it'll be worth it. I don't know um, what day or time that game is. Anybody who's watching who knows, I uh, would love for you to tell me so we'll know. It's probably going to be on Thursday. That's why we're going to broadcast on Friday so we can cover all these Thursday scores on the boys' side. Now, C.E. Bird and Bonneville. Bonneville made it into the playoffs not because of their uh, – Power ranking, but because they were district champions. And congratulations over there to the Bonneville Bruins uh, for one of beating C.E. Bird, the ninth seed, uh, up there uh, in North Louisiana, 2-1. to one. was a whale of a game from what I heard. I think it went to shootouts and I think to the eighth shot. So um, uh, kudos to Bonneville. Um, what's their reward? They get to travel to Baton Rouge and play Catholic Baton Rouge, the eighth seed. And uh, I don't know where that game's going to be played yet. If you do know, let me know. Okay. Now, Denham Springs uh, gets to play Captain Shreve because number 12, Captain Shreve, beat Acadiana one to nothing. Acadiana was a 21 seed. And so uh, that game's going to be played Wednesday at Yellow Jacket Stadium in Denham Springs, Louisiana. I had to go play Live Oak a while back, a couple weeks ago, and that's such a beautiful drive to Denham Springs. I can understand why uh, why people live there after driving through that area. Okay, there was I was told a lot of people there work in Baton Rouge, and man, that's just a gorgeous area. So we're kind of jealous of all you people at Denham Springs. Oh, we got uh, from Alex Ziegler. Thank you, Alex. Uh, Mandeville's going to be playing Thursday at St. Paul's at 7 p.m. I appreciate that, Alex. Okay, now, um, Baton Rouge beat Airlines 6-1, to 13 seed beating a 20 seed. So now Baton Rouge has to travel to the pit. Okay, that's going to be uh, uh, St. Amant playing 7 o'clock Wednesday and Baton Rouge, and we talked about it last year. If you never played at the pit, 
<laughs> you better you better get there early so you could just get used to the atmosphere. They don't call it the pit for anything. Uh, Alex, thanks for also the update. Uh, Bonneville's going to be playing Catholic at 7 p.m. at Catholic High School. Okay, uh, so very good there. So we have an update there. Appreciate the interaction again, Alex. Okay, the more of us, the merrier. All right, now North Shore gets to play East Ascension because the 14-seed East Ascension beat Hammond 2-1. to one. And so that sets up on a Thursday, North Shore being East Ascension. And everybody, I told you this last week, if you want a dark horse, I hardly consider North Shore a dark horse. That is a dangerous team. And that's a team with a lot to prove, and they're really kind of frustrated that they're still not the number one seed because they're in the same district with St. Paul's, and they give St. Paul's all they can handle. And St. Paul's still, you know, uh, rules the roost, and North Shore hasn't broken through that. Uh, and they really want to, and I really think they want to meet um, St. Paul's in the finals. And they'll have that opportunity if they can go run the distance and, and get, finally get to play St. Paul's out of the North Shore. Like play them in Lafayette. I'd love to see that, but North Shore is going to have to take care of business because East Ascension had a great season this year, and they proved it again by beating Hammond. Hammond, y'all, if you had never played them before, that's a tough out. Uh, I've played them a few times. Okay, they're very good. So, um, so the uh, the Spartans wound up advancing and going to have to play at North Shore Field and. Um, Tough place. Now, Pineville beat 22, number 11 Pineville, rather, beat Fountain Blue 1-0. to zero. So now number 11 Pineville has got to play, really, their cross-town rival, Alexandria. And uh, that's going to be played at Alexandria High School on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. And uh, I bet you that's going to be standing room only. Um, that's actually going to be good for the game. It would be nice to see that game later on in the playoffs. I'm sure they would be thinking that. But – with the power rankings. I mean, there's just no way to stop that. Uh, Coach uh, Ferran and I were talking about that with the power rankings. It seems like it's increased the number of um, inter-district rivals playing each other than it used to be in the old days when we used to just seed one, two, and then just do it randomly. But that's just how – there's no perfect system, I guess. And uh, I guess I would like to come up with one if you got any good ideas. Okay, so anyhow, that's going to be – that's that. Okay, so Pineville, Alexandra. Uh, Dutchtown uh, beat Slidell 7 to nothing. That's the 10 beating the 23. So Dutchtown's going to be playing um, at Lafayette. We don't know the date or time. So, Alex, if you know that, I appreciate it, uh, or anybody out there. But because uh, that would be worth watching. Lafayette, uh, I've, I've watched them. I talked to them you know, about them last week. I think they have a lot of sound fundamentals. They have a lot of good athletes. And they're fast. I'm, I'm not talking about fast, just athletic. I'm talking about fast with the ball. They can pick you to pieces quick. I'd like to have a full rundown of the Jesuit game, the Jesuit Lafayette game that we've heard all these rumors about and all. Uh, I'd like to actually watch the game. But, uh, y'all, I think uh, it's a 7-10 game, but I think Lafayette's kind of underrated from what I saw. I saw them play St. Thomas More a few weeks back when I was scouting St. Thomas More. So um, I think uh, anybody going to that game will, will get a treat. All right, Brother Martin beat Barb six to nothing. What's their reward? They get to go play uh, Jesuit uh, on Wednesday at six o'clock p.m. at John Ryan Stadium, a place I'm yet to win at. Now I've, I've coached a lot of Brother Martin Jesuit games. If you know anything about me, uh, those are classic games. You're going to have a huge crowd, and uh, and y'all Jesuit Brother Martin. There's no bigger rivalry than that. 
Okay, uh, I kind of miss those games. Um, uh, I love being at De La Salle, don't get me wrong, but there was nothing like playing Jesuit. Uh, we brought the best out of each other, and I'm sure there's going to be a ton of people there at that game on Wednesday. I'd like to go see it, but I'm going to be covering another game Wednesday night. So that's Jesuit, Brother Martin. That's at uh, Wednesday at John Run at 6 o'clock. And uh, we have, uh, okay, Alex told us the Lafayette game versus Touchdown is going to be Thursday. Thanks again. All right. So uh, division, on to Division Two. Um, Holy Cross is the team to beat. Uh, Live Oak uh, played one of our district rivals, Helen Cox. And uh, I knew it was going to be a close game because we tied Helen Cox at Dulles And uh, Live Oak wound up winning one to nothing. So their uh, reward is going to play Holy Cross at this brand-new field that Holy Cross has built, and they're not finished building. They put a lot of uh, money into it, a ton of money into it, and uh, it's going to be their haven for a long time to come. And uh, Live Oak, though, Holy Cross, is going to be a tough out. Um, um, I'm telling you they're going to be a tough out. out. Coach uh, Miller has done a great job with Live Oak, and they play a system really nobody else plays in Louisiana, and uh, really – uh, Coach Millette and Coach Stu are going to have to do their homework with Live Oak because uh, if they take them for granted, that's going to be a that's going to be a rough game because Live Oak uh, plays fast. I'll just leave it like that. Okay. Um, Benton number nine beat Houghton five to zero, so it sets up the eight uh, nine eight eight nine matchup at Terrebonne. This is going to be Wednesday at uh, five o'clock p.m. between Terrebonne and Benton. Um, I wouldn't want to pick a winner in that one, but Terrible's had a great year. But Benton is uh, well-coached, as you will know, if you keep up with them. So it should be a, a good game to go watch. Okay, Cato Magnet gets to play Central Lafouche because Central Lafouche, the 12 seed, beat Terra 3-0. Uh, to nothing. So Central Lafouche, uh, the Trojans are going to have to go all the way up there to Cato Magnet to play on Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m. at Lee Hedges Stadium. That's going to be a tough, tough uh, road trip. But, you know, road trips are fun if you do it right. And uh, especially, you know, getting off on on a school day, it's exciting. You know, if you get the band involved, get the student body involved, send the team off on the bus, they get to miss school. That's a cool thing. They get to go out and eat in a restaurant. I mean, if the high schools really do it right, it's a lot of fun for the kids. And um, I, I really enjoy the road games. Uh, I, I can't lie. Uh uh, and I think it rubs off on the kids, you know. Uh, kids going to reflect their coaches. So, so it's a Lafouche, not an easy trip, but it should be a fun one. Now, uh, Destrian, the 13 seed, beat Nacogdoches Central. Um, did I skip? No, it beat Nacogdoches Central 5 to nothing. So now Destrian gets to go to the Swamp. Now, that's a place I have not played at, I'd like to play at. Uh, that's uh, They're going to be at the play, Coach Vadreen at uh, – at the, at the swamp, that's going to be Wednesday at 4 p.m. And I've seen Destraham play this year, uh, and they're a really good team. I've seen Bo Shin play this year. This game might be closer than the 13 and 4 indicate. Okay. I really think it might be a close game. So uh, we'll have to play it to find out. All right. Uh, ben Franklin won up beating my boys two to nothing. Y'all, look, I've got to talk about the game a little bit. I mean, it was – I've never – I've been coaching 36 years. Uh, I've forgotten a lot of playoff games. I'm never going to forget this one. Uh, we had a – it was a 0-0 match. And um, and then 
tragedy struck. Two Ben Franklin players ran into each other. I don't feel comfortable putting the names out on the uh, on Facebook Live, but we knew the names um, uh, in the article. But anyhow, uh, it looked like a broken neck, and it, it delayed the game for 25 minutes, and we were all worried. I mean, it puts the game in perspective. I mean, I was worried for the kid's life and for his uh, quality of life going forward. He was able to move his hands and his feet, but still it looked bad. And 25 minutes in, uh, uh, into that delay, they got him on the ambulance, and then we started the game again. It was like, wow, really? And um, and uh, uh, Ben Franklin took full advantage of that and uh, scored a goal, beautiful goal. Um, uh Ben Franklin is an extremely well coached team and and a much more talented team than their seed and uh and uh and then they put one to uh, shore it up in the second half. Uh really good crowd. It was a hard time for the fans to get there at 315, but when they finally got there, um it was a fun 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 game. And uh and like, like I told you, I, I must uh took me 36 hours just to be able to walk and function after that game. Okay, that's how tough a game it was. Anyhow, Ben Franklin now has to go play Lakeshore. They've played them already this year. Lakeshore's beaten them, and they got to play at Lakeshore. I don't know the date and time. Alex, if you know that, please could you give us pass it on? Uh, that's uh, Ben Franklin versus Lakeshore. Uh, in my opinion, in Division Two for the boys, anybody can beat anybody uh, um, in order to be able to play Holy Cross. All right? And – uh so it's a war down from two seed on down to see who's going to be playing Holy Cross. Holy Cross really, I think, is on the in the driver's seat going to the state finals, unless they beat themselves, which y'all teenagers are famous for doing just that. <laughs> so that's the hard thing. For those of you who think it's easy to coach a, a talented team, I hear that all the time. Uh, y'all, it's almost harder because the egos that are involved – Will the kids listen to your coaching? Will they run your system? Will they stay focused? Coaching talented teams is 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 no gimme. Okay, uh, sorry, all you guys out there. I think it's harder to coach a mid range team and make them excellent. Uh, I do, but it doesn't mean that it's not a big deal to coach a talented team. There's a lot more distractions. Y'all just call Hubie Collins or Sean Moser about that if you want to. Okay, those are, for those of you who don't know, those are the head coaches at St. Paul's and Jesuit. Oh, Alex has gotten us information. Alex, I'll give you a cut of, of what I'm making on the show tonight, which is absolutely nothing. I'll give you 10%. Anyhow, Ben Franklin is playing Lakeshore Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Love to be at that game. Uh, but I'm, I'll be close by, though. Uh, I'll be close by, not too far away. Anyhow, Washita Paris, the 11 seed, beat Central Baton Rouge 2 to nothing, And so that puts uh, Washita Paris once again playing East Jefferson. And uh, I don't know the date and time of that, if I could get an update on that. That's probably going to be at Yenny Field either Wednesday or Thursday, Yenny Stadium, Joe Yenny Stadium in, uh, in Metairie. And uh, for people who come in from out of town, that, that that's hard to do. It's a hard place to play. Okay, and East Ascension, y'all, is of any team that can beat a Holy Cross, uh, that's one of them that, that can do that. Okay, so um, now Woodlawn Baton Rouge gets to play um, Riverdale, another one of our district uh, opponents. We had five teams in our district. Uh, oh, we just got the update from Alex. Okay, so that's going to be Thursday. That's East Jefferson versus Washington Parish, Thursday at 5 p.m. Thank you very much. 
Okay, so we got Woodlawn, Baton Rouge uh, playing now, Riverdale, because Riverdale uh, wound up going up to Ruston. Uh, Riverdale, the 23 seed, beating a North Louisiana 10 seed, 2-1. Uh, to one, But I heard that game was, like, really close. And uh, Riverdale's very well coached. And um, I don't think – I'm moving out of the district. We're going to uh, um, Division Three. De La Salle is next year. I'm going to miss being in this district. This district is just lights-out competitive. There's no easy outs. Uh, even the easy outs can beat you. Okay, uh, really. And just look at our scores. Um, so uh, Ben Franklin came close to winning the district. If we would have beaten, I think, Helen Cox, uh, they would have been district champs or something like that. So – uh, it, I'm going to miss that district terribly. Good to see that Riverdale's going through. So you got Riverdale, Ben Franklin, and East Jefferson from that district moving on. That says enough right there. Okay. Anyhow, uh, Neville wound up beating uh, Parkway 2 to nothing, And so they get to go play St. Thomas Moore. Now, I haven't played Neville this year, but I have played Neville in the past, and that's a tough out. Um, and if they're anything like the teams in the past – uh, St. Thomas Moore is going to have to do their homework because Neville could beat you in a uh, in a New York minute, okay, if you don't really pay attention to them and scout them and, and do your work with them. So uh, that should be a really good game. It's no ordinary sports show. Candid conversation. We've got it all. Must have guests. Significant Louisiana sports figures. Serious knowledge. Post-game breakdowns, trivia, historical flashbacks, and my editorials. That'll make even the most diehard sports fans go wow. From the one guy who's always in the zone. It's what happens when you've been around Louisiana sports this long. The WGNO Sports Zone, Wednesdays at 10:15. Hello, this is Coach Alan DeRitter, and I want to invite all of you to take a closer look at De La Salle High School in New Orleans. De La Salle is a dynamic, inclusive community committed to academic excellence by evidence with our classrooms of the future, and of course, our commitment to athletics is second to none. Come take a look at DeLaSalleNola.com and schedule your spend a day today. That's DeLaSalleNola.com. You can advertise your business for as little as $50. Contact us to see our rates and get your business in front of the Gulf Coast soccer community. Follow us on Twitter at MNFUTBOL, as well as Facebook, or call us at 504-577-3131. All right, Division Three boys, we're almost done. Uh, still got a lot of games to go, but all these games deserve some attention, not just locally, uh, statewide, I think, and that's where this show comes in. Well, anyhow, uh, DeRitter High School got to be the 16th seed. Uh, they played David Thibodeau and beat them 3-1. to one. So now that sets up uh, St. Louis playing basically a rival. I don't know if they are rivals, but they're right down the road from each other. Uh, at 7 o'clock at St. Louis Stadium. That's going to be tomorrow. So um, that'll be something to see. I mean, they definitely are rivals. I don't know if DeRitter, I've played St. Louis and DeRitter this year. Lost to St. Louis 1-0, beat DeRitter, I think it's 2-0. So, uh, so, um, 
you know, but you just never know with teenagers, okay? But I'll tell you what, Coach Ortling, we've, uh, two shows, three shows ago, we honored him, got his 600th win uh, in, in no time flat. And uh, I dream of getting to that milestone. A lot of coaches do. I don't think many of us will. Congratulations, Coach Ortling, again, on getting that really prestigious uh, milestone. All right, the nine seed North Vermilion beat St. Michael the Archangel four to one. Uh, congratulations to St. Michael though, a rebuilding year, getting in the playoffs, scoring and holding a, a nine seed down. That was a very good job. Uh, so it sets up to eight nine. Uh, North Vermilion going to Vanderbilt Catholic Terrier Field. I think it's called. Like I said earlier, that's going to be Wednesday at six o'clock. And uh, North Vermilion better do their their homework. Vanderbilt didn't have a typical Vanderbilt year, uh, but uh, um, uh, they're peaking, and they're well-coached, and they have pedigree, and they have all those trophies. So uh, going to Vanderbilt is going to be car for North Vermilion. Just got an update from Alex that uh, St. Louis beat DeRuiter 3-1 to earlier this year. So um, I think that's a really good score for DeRuiter, actually. St. Louis is um, having a St. Louis kind of year. Uh, they're on fire. They beat Holy Cross. They beat us one to nothing, and uh, it took it took everything. I mean, our kids were needing structures after that game. St. Louis is is a St. Louis classic team. I really think they could win state in Division Three, and uh, that's one of the things I'm going to be looking forward to being able to compete in the division with St. Louis. That's going to be kind of fun next year. Okay, so that's it for that area of the bracket. Now, St. Martinville and New Orleans Military and Maritime uh, School over here on the West Bank in Algiers. Uh, Noma, we like to call them over here. Um, uh, they beat St. Martinville 2 to nothing. We talked a lot last year about St. Martinville's quick rise to the top. And um, Noma, congratulations. You were the 22 seed. You had to go to St. Martinville. I'm from New Iberia. I know what going to St. Martinville is like. And uh, uh, it's it's a it's a it's a quaint city with a lot of support. Uh, beautiful, beautiful town. I used to do work there uh, for for um, Catholic work there when I was younger. Gorgeous town. If you have never seen the Evangeline Oak and you live in Louisiana, why haven't you? And uh, that's just a landmark that needs to be seen. Anyhow, Noma got to go see it. They didn't get distracted by it, and they wound up winning two to nothing. And so uh, they've been doing a lot of hard work over there. And I think they're going to get nothing but better. Uh, anyhow, they get to go to Thibodeau and play Edie White Thursday at 6 p.m. I'll play Coach Bema's crew. That's not going to be easy. But like I said before, um, Noma's hungry, and, uh, I, and I wish them the best. Okay? Um, Pearl River beat Cecilia. The 13 beat the 20, 3-1. to one. So Pearl River, their reward, they get to go up to Loyola Prep and play uh, Thursday at 6 p.m., and uh, uh, that is going to be uh, a tough game for Pearl River, but Pearl River is a tough team. Um, they have a tradition of really just digging their cleats in and just gutting out wins, and, and it looks like this was one of them. Cecilia was, uh, was touted as a very good team. I never got a chance to see them play. So um, there you have it on Thursday. Now, Bozier wound up beating North DeSoto 5 to nothing. So Bozier now has to go to Lafayette and play Turlings Catholic Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Have played at that stadium. Very hard place to play. 
And uh, uh, I'll just leave it at that. Bo's just going to have to do the scouting report. It looks like uh, Turlings is a three seed. They're raring to go this year, like in days past. So uh, good to see that. It's healthy in Lafayette area for all the Lafayette schools being doing, doing what they've done this year. Okay, Archbishop Hannon, the 11 seed, beat Morgan City 5-4 to four Saturday. And uh, uh, that is that was a game I read about it. I would like to have seen it. And uh, um, and uh, uh, anyhow, my tip's off to the Tigers of Morgan City. Having to go to Hannon, uh, going to play in Madisonville, uh, that's a tough stadium. We kind of talked about it earlier. But now Hannah's got to go to Parkview Baptist. And after their girls losing, I'm sure they're going to be really, really focused. Uh, that's going to be Thursday at 6 o'clock. And uh, I think Parkview Baptist will be a tough out. Uh, De La Salle, we wound up tying them this year. I think we kind of surprised them. Um, uh, I think they were expecting us to be a little bit lesser of an opponent. And uh, they were definitely very, very good. We had to score from about 40 yards out on a free kick to tie them. So Archbishop Hannon, uh, I haven't seen you this year, but I've seen I know their coach, and I've seen Archbishop Hannon in the past. It'd be worth the price of admission to go uh, to go and um, watch that game. And Troy, welcome to the show uh, with your comments. Yeah, Troy lives over here on the West Bank. He knows what I mean. West Bank soccer is evolving, and uh, anyhow. Um, um, We'll see how Noma does, like we said earlier. But anyway, Hart Trisha Hannon is going to go to Parkview Baptist again. That's on the 7th at 6 p.m. Now, Holy Savior Menard uh, has beaten beat Bolton 2 to nothing. Um, two well-coached teams, two, uh, two really good, good uh, uh, programs, uh, two programs you like to see do well. Um, anyhow, uh, uh, Holy Savior Monar beat Bolton 2-0, and now they get to go play right down the street from us at Lusher uh, Charter Stadium, uh, Drew Brees Field, um, and uh, that's a tough place to play. That's going to be Thursday at 5 p.m. Okay, that's Lusher Charter playing Holy Savior Menard. We played Lusher Charter this year and tied them earlier in the year, and uh, uh, that's a tough place to play. Uh, Menard, this could be a long trip too, so you have to do your scouting and everything. So, uh, oh, we got an update from Alex that uh, Parkview did beat Hannon this year, six to one. But that's in December, y'all. December, I really think high school teams, um, all you young coaches who are listening or watching, watching, um, I think your team is, is is defined by two things: what you do in the summer and what you do during the Christmas break. Um, you can totally fall apart during the Christmas break. Or if you don't take advantage of the fact that you can coach in the summer, your team is not going to be as prepared as those teams that did. So uh, uh, really when the teams turn a corner in January, that's when you start really paying attention to what kind of team you're playing in the playoffs. And uh, I'm really one of these people that believe all the district games should be in January. Uh, I know I'm going to be going to my new district with that agenda, and I hope that it's well-received uh, because I think December and especially November, it's too early to play district games. You're not who you are yet, and um, that's just uh, my two cents uh, for what it's worth. Anyhow, Haynes Academy, a team we lost to this year, uh, beat Leesville, a team that we've lost to this year, 3-2, to two. and uh, 
that was a 15 beating an 18 seed. I think Leesville is a perfect example of what I was just saying. I think uh, I saw them earlier this year, and uh, we saw them in the fourth game of, of the showcase, and we were both spent playing on a field that with a 35-mile-an-hour win. So we didn't really get a good chance to look at each other. But uh, Leesville coming all the way here to New Orleans to lose to Haynesville 3-2. to two. My hat's off to you. Now, Haynes – their reward, they get to go play university at University Lab. Um, that's going to be Thursday at 6 p.m. Talk to you about University Lab when we're talking about the girls. That's going to be a tough place for them to play. I'm going to get kind of Google-eyed being on LSU's campus, and uh, university is going to be ready for you. And um, and so uh, university is to two seed. We'll see if they could be St. Louis's opponent. But it seems to me in Division Three. Uh, especially within the top 10 teams, the competition is fierce. And that's something I'm going to have to get my boys used to from the get-go when we start our training this summer, that uh, that we're in Division Three now. It's not a step down. If anything, Division Three could be a step up if you look at the results. So, um, um, But I'll tell you what, Chad, I've, I've talked about this for years, Chad Vedrine over there at Beauchin. whether or not we should have gone to four divisions. I'm kind of the guy who thought we should stay in three. But, man, after about three or four years, I'm glad we have four state champions because, really, to, to narrow it down to three maybe isn't doing it justice because looking at these brackets this year, I mean, if you have if you have a Holy Cross and a St. Louis playing each other in a state title, maybe there's not justice being done there. So uh, I have been converted <laughs> to four divisions. Let's pray we don't split. And that would just ruin everything. Uh, if you paid attention to the LHSAA convention, at least they're trying to make a move to stop these ridiculous eight state champions in one gender. <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to have eight state champions within two genders, and uh, uh, that makes it a little bit more of a, uh, you know, it's an honor. It's not everybody gets a trophy. Okay, last but definitely not least is uh, Division Four. Um, the 16th seed, Opelousas Catholic. I had one of those kids uh, from Opelousas Catholic come with us to Barcelona to play soccer a few years back. Good to see that uh, they're playing good soccer over there. Homer Christian went over there to Opelousas Catholic, though, and beat those guys 3-2. to two. So Homer Christian has uh, paid their dues. You know, they've um, slowly, uh, I've seen them. And, uh, and congratulations over there, uh, really to both of those teams, because uh, they've been building from the ground up. Homer Christian now gets to go play ESA. Uh, that's going to be played uh, tomorrow at 6 30 p.m. at Episcopal School of Acadiana. And I get a lot of grief on LA Prep for this, but uh, last year in the Boys State Championships, I thought that that was the best team of the four. Uh, there's, there's only one way to. to Prove that you got to play the games, and those games aren't going to happen. So that's just my opinion. But I thought the quality of soccer from ESA was far superior than the other three state champions. Let's put it this way: I would hold my breath if my team had to play St. Paul's or or Jesuit. But I would hold my breath really from the teams I saw last year because of the quantity of the bench and the quality of the bench play that they had. ESA when it came to their starting eleven. Just if you if you are a young coach and you want to learn a good offensive system of how to play soccer, 
that's one of the teams you need to go watch. And um, I'm really thinking about making all my kids go watch them if they make the state finals, just so they can see what fluid soccer does look like at the high school level. So, again, uh, I don't know anybody at ESA, okay, they don't pay me anything. That's just my opinion, okay? And uh, that's that. Now, uh, Metro Park Country Day, I got to see them play Rummel this year when I was scouting Rummel. And that was a smart move by Country Day to play Rummel. It was a good tune-up for the playoffs, and it paid dividends. They wound up uh, beating Glenmora 3-1, to one, and, uh, and, and Glenmora's good. And they had to go on the road to beat Glenmora. Glenmora's had two good seasons down in a row. They got the nine seed this year. So here we have one, one – uh, um, game where we're not going to have an 8-9, we're going to have an 8-24. Metairie uh, Park Country Day is the 24 seed. And they're going to be playing at St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, and I don't know with the date or the time of that. Alex, if you have that, I appreciate that info. So, uh, But St. Thomas Aquinas, I'm going to tell you, you're playing a 24 seed, but you're playing a 24 seed that was striving to improve in the last week of the season. And I think the score kind of shows that they did. So it's not going to be an easy out. Now, Ascension Christian uh, got the 12 seed, and they beat Fisher. But I want to congratulate Fisher. Okay, uh, Fisher had a good team. I saw them play Riverdale, and they tied Riverdale. That's a Division II team that's made it to the second round. So, Fisher, that was a tough out having to go to Ascension Christian. I've played there before, um, and uh, and I, I think they have the um, – they have a team that's poised and ready. To, uh, they're making. They've made a lot of noise this year. Having, the, I think, the number one goal scorer in the in the state. And so um, now, it says a Christian gets to go play Nick Chetta up there at North Lake Christian, and Nick Chetta's the five seed. Uh, that's gonna be on Thursday at six thirty p.m. Uh, that's one place I have played before, and that if you're not ready to play when you get there, you can get torn. <laughs> Like they sit down here, you can get tore up <laughs> up there uh, at North Lake Christian. Uh, so uh, that should be a good game. And we do have an update from Alex. Country Day is going to be playing at St. Thomas Aquinas Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Thanks, Alex, for that again. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. So there you go. Uh, now, Covenant Christian wound up beating Rapids 6 to nothing, And uh, that's going to set up Covenant Christian going to Episcopal. Uh, I'm sure Alex can tell me when that game is. I don't have the date and time as of the LHSAA update. So, uh, but uh, Covenant Christian is one of the newcomers, and Episcopal is one of the old standards. And um, if you've ever been to uh, the campus of Episcopal in Baton Rouge, it's breathtaking when you walk up, uh, out there. I mean, it's just a, it's a college campus uh, if you've never seen it. And uh, I brought my guys there to play in it. Uh, years, years, years ago, and when I was at Brother Martin, and um, it was worth the drive to go play over there. Beautiful, beautiful place. Catholic New Iberia, we talked about the girls. Well, Catholic New Iberia gets to play Calvary Baptist because the 14 seed Calvary Baptist beat Vermilion Catholic 2-1. to one. Now, that game, Calvary Baptist is going to be playing um, over there um, off of Admiral Dole Drive in New Iberia on Wednesday at 5.30 p.m., Good to see uh, Catholic New Iberia being a three seed. We played them this year, tied them 0-0. Uh, really good team. Um, they've invested a lot, like I've said with the girls, so trying to get over that hump. I'm going to tell you, it's hard to get over that hump, to be able to just not just be a high seed, but to win the state championship. And um, uh, i tell you, when I first brought Brother Martin in, um, it was tough. When we finally cracked the state finals, 
Uh, we really had to put our best foot forward to get through so we didn't spend a whole bunch of years trying to win the state finals. I think once you win a state championship, um, you can see with the teams that have won it multiple times, then you know what it takes to win it. Um, everybody who hasn't been in the playoffs, you play – I think the first round is your hardest round, but then you got to get better and then better and then better and then better. And then your reward for winning four tough games – is now you got to play with the distractions of playing in a college stadium against a team that has also made it to the finals. Very hard to do. Uh, very difficult for a coach to get a bunch of teenagers ready for that kind of pressure. And um, uh, so that's what makes the playoffs so much fun. If we go public-private split, it's going to water that down tremendously. Right now, it's good to go. So Calvary Baptist – uh, good luck with your game in Catholic New Iberia. Now, Ascension Episcopal upset Lafayette Christian one to nothing, and uh, that sends them to the game that I'm probably going to be going to. My nephew plays for Pope John Paul II, the Jags, over there in Slidell, and uh, watching them grow has been amazing. They were basically, uh, we talked about them last week, they're basically um, sophomores and freshmen. And uh, last year, and they took it on the chin big time. But uh, they played tough games. They learned. That's how you grow. And their reward was being a sixth seed this year. So now they get to play Ascension Episcopal. That's going to be 6.30 p.m. at Pope John Paul II Stadium at 5.30. If I have any Pope John Paul II viewers, if you want me to stream the game and comment on the game live, I'll be glad to do it. Ascension Episcopal, you too, if you'd want me to do that. I'm going to try to be there. Got to ask permission from the boss. Uh, I'm always on the soccer fields out there, so I got to make sure that my wife says it's okay. But since... It's uh, my, my nephew, who's not so little anymore. He used to be my little nephew. Now he's big, Joey. Um, I'm hoping I'll be able to see that game. All right, Sterlington. We had uh, their Coach Keys on the show uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Dunham, the 10th seed, uh, beat Evangel Christian 8-0. Good to see Evangel Christian playing soccer. Sorry to see them being eight, beating 8-0. I don't think 8-0 is, uh, is hard to avoid. But uh, anyhow, I hope Evangel. I hope you're not discouraged. I'm glad you're in. The, I'm glad you're into the soccer scene. It'd be good to see John Curtis come into the soccer scene. Another perennial football power, and uh, they just refuse to play soccer at John Curtis. And uh, I thought when the Evangel came to play soccer, John Curtis would come on board. But uh, JT just is not going to take take it. We we are both uh, we do a lot of work together at WGNO. Uh, I didn't know if you saw us last week. I think Ed Daniels he's going to have us again on the show next week, and I think the week next uh, after for the mainstream media and uh, and uh, JT's really uh, one of the big high school people over here. The movers and shake one of the movers and shakers really in the state. I like to see them um, get soccer, but right now what's the motivation? For him, who wins, they win championships and everything. And John Curtis, it's hard for them to want to come into soccer and then get their teeth kicked in. You know, um, that's just not the John Curtis way. So, uh, you know, I think a five nothing win. Um, I hate to beat a dead horse here, but um, eight nothing kind of discourages kids from continuing on. But anyhow, uh, we'll see if you're. Uh, We'll see what goes on because now you got to go play Sterlington. Now we have that's a South Shore, South Louisiana team playing a North Louisiana team. That's going to be 5:30 p.m. at Sterlington. We talked about Sterlington. I'd love to go watch that game. Can't wait to find out the result because Dunham is playoff tested, as they proved with that result. Okay, so um, there you have it with that. 
And then finally, St. Fred's got beat by Westminster Christian, one to nothing. That's a, technically an upset, upset 18 to 15. But uh, St. Fred's and Westminster have uh, go all way back. And uh, those are two quality programs. A one not the result is a pretty good result. And uh, Westminster now gets to go play an intimidating uh, Isidore Newman Stadium at 5 p.m. on Wednesday. Okay? So there you have it with the playoffs. Now, we're going to keep you up to date. Um, we try to do some articles on Crescent City uh, Sports. Um, we'll also um, have our podcast on Crescent City Sports. You can interact with us at MN Football, MNFUTBOL, right there. Okay, um, on Twitter and on Facebook if you want to um, get to know us. Of course, like us, and that helps things out a lot for us. But um, if you want to advertise again, we're probably doing a show on Friday live, um, and we'll probably do it a lot better than we did it this way. We tried something new today. Hope you all liked it. That green screen got ignoring last week, I know. And, um, uh, again, I'm just humbled by all the views that we got last week. Uh, we didn't expect that much success that fast. I think it surprised a lot of people. So uh, thanks again for all the views and the shares. And uh, maybe this is the way we could get non-soccer people to watch. Because a lot of people that I noticed, uh, they got connected through friends of yours. And they were just kind of curious what's going on. They watched the show, and uh, and we got all the demographics and the statistics. And um, our show usually ranks around 2,000 listeners. So to go to 5,000 means that we reach a lot of people we don't normally reach. So uh, Facebook Live does work. I wish I'd have listened to all the people on LA Prep years ago when they told me to go Facebook Live. But I really wanted to be on major mainstream media. Still do, so we can catch the average football fan or basketball fan. Uh, especially the basketball fans who are watching. But uh, it's Facebook Live. If y'all keep sharing and liking, it looks like it's working. So I'll keep working uh, Facebook Live, okay? Well, anyhow, any questions or comments, I'll be glad to respond to you. Uh, remember, good sportsmanship out there. Um, please be fair to the referees. <laughs> I know... I was probably hardest on the referees uh, in the Ben Franklin game than I've ever been. Uh, I'm sorry for that, uh, the referees doing that game, but uh, it was intense. Referees, I want you to understand that. I mean, there's a lot of pressure in a playoff game. The finality of it is is it's 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 like a pressure cooker out there, and we have to be on our best behavior as coaches, players. Be on your best behavior with the referees, and please, fans. Cheer for your teams, not against your opponents, okay? Um, there's no reason why we can't get along after the game. There's no reason why we can't push each other during the game. Intensity uh, is what makes the game what it is, high school soccer in Louisiana. Let's just enjoy it, okay? Cheer for your team. Don't jar at the referees. The referees are going to make 10 mistakes. Yes, they're going to make mistakes, and yes, your team might get stung by them, but if you look at the ebb and flow of a game, usually the mistakes are kind of even. Sometimes there's not, um, uh, like the Saints game, but uh, for the most part, it usually evens itself out. Okay? All right, that's enough for me ranting. Uh, thanks for watching tonight, and thanks to all you watching uh, on the replays on uh, Facebook Live and 
and all. And uh, I wish you and your family the best. God bless you and your family. Carpe diem in Christ. And I'll see y'all guys Friday night with some more Monday Night Football. Your voice for youth soccer. Not just for Louisiana, for the Gulf South. I'm Coach Allen Derrick, wishing y'all a very, very blessed night.